Believers are going to stand at the judgment seat of Christ, and at the judgment seat of Christ, there will be rewards. There will also be uh, lost rewards for missed opportunities. Isn't the result of that that there'll be varying degrees of blessedness in heaven? Well, I think so, and I want to share with you today some words from an old guy long gone who agrees with me. We're going to look at some things from the 1700s today on Beyond the Notes. And if you're watching this podcast in one of its video incarnations, you see that I've got a a big old book propped open in front of me. Uh, It's a shame that that Jonathan Edwards is often thought of, if he's thought of at all, in terms of, of one sermon of his, his legendary sermon, Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. And by the way, if you've not ever read that or not read it in a while, I recommend it to you. It's legendary for a reason. It's true and it's sobering and it's realistic. And if you've got any friends outside of Christ, you read that sermon. Don't read it to them necessarily, but you read it so that you know how important it is that you go tell your friend about Jesus. But to reduce the entire life and ministry of Edwards to that one sermon is not really fair. Edwards is regarded as as probably the greatest American uh, philosopher, theologian, certainly of his era. He was active during the colonial period. He he died about 20 years before the Declaration of Independence, but he was, he was born in the early 1700s in North America, in, I think, Connecticut. And he, uh, he lived until the late 1750s. He was even briefly, for a time, the president of Princeton University. So he was a, he was a thinker. He was also a, a theologian and a preacher. And in preparing this week to address the judgment seat of Christ and the doctrine of rewards, albeit briefly on on the Lord's Day, I came upon this passage in Edwards, uh, written as part of a sermon he delivered actually in the year 1740. And what I'm going to do, unusually for me on this podcast, I'm going to yield the floor to the words of Jonathan Edwards, his Concern, his response is, if there are degrees of reward, then there seems to be that we're saying there are degrees of blessing in heaven. And if there are degrees of blessing in heaven, how is there not a tendency to envy or covet or feel bad if one is not the recipient of a given reward? And that's what he addresses here. And I think it's very much worth it. I don't often read to you, but I'm about to. This is from Jonathan Edwards. I begin. There are different degrees of happiness and glory in heaven. As there are degrees among the angels, that is, thrones, dominions, principalities, and powers, so there are degrees among the saints. In heaven are many mansions and of different degrees of dignity. The glory of the saints above will be in some proportion to their eminency and holiness and good works here. Christ will reward all according to their works. He that gained 10 pounds, and he's not talking about weight. He's talking about the parable of the good steward. He that gained 10 pounds was made ruler over 10 cities, and he that gained 5 pounds over 5 cities. Luke 19, 17, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. He that soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall also reap bountifully. And the Apostle Paul tells us that as one star shines, different uh, one star differs from another, 
star in glory, so also it shall be in the resurrection of the dead. 1 Corinthians 15, 41. Christ tells us that he who gives a cup of cold water unto a disciple in the name of a disciple shall in no wise lose his reward. But this could not be true if a person should have no greater reward for doing many good works than if he did but few. It will be no damper to the happiness of those who have lower degrees of happiness and glory that there are others advanced in glory above them. For all shall be perfectly happy. Everyone shall be perfectly satisfied. Every vessel that is cast into this ocean of happiness is full, though there are some vessels far larger than others. And there shall be no such thing as envy in heaven, but perfect love shall reign through the whole society. Those who are not so high in glory as others will not envy those that are higher, but they will have so great and strong and pure a love for them that they will rejoice in their superior happiness. Their love to them will be such that they will rejoice that they are happier than themselves, so that indeed, instead of having a damper to their own happiness, it will add to it. They will see it to be fit that they have been most that they who have been most eminent in works of righteousness should be most highly exalted in glory, and they will rejoice in having that done that is fittest to be done. There will be a perfect harmony in that society. Those that are most happy will also be most holy, and all will be both perfectly holy and perfectly happy. But yet there will be different degrees of both holiness and happiness according to the measure of each one's capacity, and therefore those that are lowest in glory will have the greatest love to those that are highest in happiness because they will see most of the image of God in them. And having the greatest love to them, they will rejoice to see them the most happy and the highest in glory. And so on the other hand, those that are highest in glory, as they will be the most lovely, so they will be fullest of love, as they will excel in happiness, they will be proportionally excellent in divine benevolence and love to others." and will have more love to God and to the saints than those that are lower in holiness and happiness. And besides, those that will excel in glory will also excel in humility. Here in this world, those that are above others are the objects of envy because that others conceive of them as being filled up with it. But in heaven it will not be so. But those saints in heaven who excel in happiness will also in holiness and consequently in humility. The saints in heaven are more humble than the saints on earth, and still the higher we go among them, the greater humility there is. The highest orders of saints who know most of God see most of the distinction between God and themselves, and consequently are comparatively least in their own eyes, and so are most humble. The exaltation of some in heaven above the rest will be so far from diminishing the perfect happiness and joy of the rest who are inferior that they will be happier for it. Such will be the union in their society, and they will be partakers of each other's happiness. Then will be fulfilled in its perfection that which is declared in 1 Corinthians 22:22. If one of the members be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now that's a lot. And uh, you, can, you can get that for yourself in anywhere you can find published the works of Edwards. Uh, what he said is the doctrine of, of rewards doesn't set up envy and covetous. It only increases the joy because once I lose the last of my sin nature in my new eternal body 
And I see you are rewarded for achieving something in the name of Jesus that I did not achieve. I won't envy your achievement. I'll thank him that he was so good to you that he was able to, in and through you, achieve whatever has gotten you that reward. And I will be blessed to see you blessed. We could hardly imagine something so free of envy and so free of covetousness. Further, your response to your reward won't be boastful. It'll be humble because the reward happened because you sought so much to be like Jesus. And your awareness of how much he has given and how little you have deserved will increase your humility proportionate to your reward. Take away, there's a doctrine of rewards. Take away, we work not in order to earn his love or our salvation that we cannot do, but we work from our salvation, from his love for us, building on the foundation of his grace, uh, works that, in the words of 1 Corinthians 3, endure like gold, silver, and precious stones. Don't expire like wood, hay, and straw. So we make it our aim to please him, and we anticipate the joy of heaven made greater joy by the giving of rewards for our faithful missional living. By now, I hope you're a regular listener and a subscriber to this podcast. I hope you're liking it and sharing it. And I look forward to being with you in the future on, oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. By the way, as this first drops, it's Independence Day. And I don't want to be loud by being silent and not mentioning that. So happy Independence Day. If you're listening to this on the very day it drops, may we be thankful to the Lord for this nation and the good that he has done in it and through it. And may we be diligent to perpetuate as responsible citizens the best of what it is to be a part of the United States. See you next time on Beyond the Notes.